Good evening, everyone. I am Tristan. Oh, hey, oh. And this is the Funbox Monster Podcast. I am Here's Matt Awkward. Matt Awkward. Santa Cord. Yes, this is, uh, it was the night before Christmas and all through the house, etc., etc. We are doing Christmas Evil. Yeah. Otherwise, also known as Better Watch Out. Better Watch Out. The original out. title. Yep. This is one of those movies that was taken from the director by multiple distributors and retitled and recut and butchered and. Not surprisingly. Yep. It is It is a weirdo. It is definitely a big weirdo. But this happens to be my absolute favorite Christmas movie. And when I say that, I usually differentiate between Christmas horror and right. comedies, like feel-good movies. This, to me, as strange as it sounds, is a feel-good movie. Like, I, I feel that this has all the holiday feels. <laughs> it also gives you the horror that you want. Um, sure. But you, you totally feel for this lead character. It is not your typical Silent Night Santa slasher by any means. Oh, absolutely. It's an extremely unique movie. And... And the ending I love, and I don't think it could have ended any other way. Like, wow. It's just like, this is one, I, I love stories of like loners that are kind of oddballs <laughs> that mean well, but kind of fuck things up along the way. And I mean, he more than kind of fucks things up <laughs> along the way. You've got to admit. He delivers <laughs> presents and he dan- to the children's hospital and he and to be fair, children and, and cuts up a few people. But uh, To be know. fair, he delivered presents to them as well. Yes. They were just sharpened. And most of the people that got it kind of deserved oh, it. Oh, totally. No, no, no. Those people were all scumbags. 90, 90% of the people who died were scumbags. Yeah. So The, the people at the church could be wishy-washy. They were just No, kind of, no. no okay, just, they got out of a fucking service and they were like, what's the first hey, thing you want to do? stupid I, Santa. I want to hassle Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. No, fuck you. You are clearly a monster. Clearly a monster. Okay, yeah, they deserve <laughs> Like, <laughs> that was awful. Um yeah, I've never seen this movie before. That's I'm shocking. So glad you you had me watch this. It blows my mind. But again, like I was saying before we started, I it's got a name that sounds like four thousand yeah. other movies. And that's the problem with the movie too. Is it's marketed as just a straight up Christmas horror, like a right. slasher with anything else. Like I mean, even even one of the original covers has Santa on the chimney with an axe in his hand, yeah. going down the chimney just. Just like Silent Night. Exactly. And so it's it's basically something that I just assumed I had seen. And then when when I put it in, I was like, oh, this is Yeah, but it's, it's not your typical slasher. I mean, the first murder doesn't even happen until 45 minutes or so into the movie. Like, So I've never seen, I have not seen the Joker movie. I have I, not either. I have a very strange feeling that these two movies are very closely related. Mm. Like this, I can I can I can see where you're coming from. From what I know about the Joker yep. movie, this movie feels like it's got its heart and soul in the same place as that movie. Yeah, it's it's totally a person revenge on society kind of uh, or yeah. not revenge, but uh, but it is also a writing much, the wrongs that you see in your head, even though you're probably kind of wrong, kind, too. <laughs> kind of a little nutso. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he he has a real reason for what he's doing and you do see even though it is basically like cut to a bunch of years later and now he's nuts there's still a progressive decline in his sanity there's still a, like you're still watching him unravel oh, which yeah. is uh, i mean is yeah, more once he starts i mean he glues he super glues that santa beard to his face <laughs> like once he gets going there is no turning back that that to me is a, a strong scene yeah. with the glue cuz that just means like 
hundred percent committed. Yes. Like absolutely. He yeah. Can't, I, he can't undo Santa now. He can't take his Santa mask off if he wanted to. He's right. Just he's stuck. He is Santa. And I love that. I love that he. There's the scene where he's pulling on the beard. Yeah. Is good because you also don't know. I mean, they didn't. It would have been cheesy to do a close up on a crazy glue bottle or something, mm-hmm. but. You also don't know if it's spirit gum until he does that. You're yep. like, oh, it's just it's just the normal thing that you would spirit gum to your face. Whatever. Who cares? It's just going to come off. But then he does the uh, like crazy <laughs> maniacal pulling on his beard. Amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah. So let's let's start let's it kick out. it off. We start in 1947 hmm. at a, on a Christmas Eve. And it's got a kind of like a, a real fantasy vibe to this whole open opening there where a mother and her two kids are watching the chimney and we see Santa actually come down the chimney. Like, literally, his feet, poop, pop yeah. out of the chimney. This is the dude's dad. Yes. Pretending he's Santa Claus while they're watching. Even he, though his dad is clearly magic because he does fly up the chimney. Well, that's that's where I'm saying that this is kind of like fantasy and I don't think right. that I don't think no, that that's actually No, ch- that's a happened. child's imagination. Exactly. I, I can absolutely... Yep. I would That's what the six-year-old that saw. That. That's yeah. not what really happened. He probably ate yep. the cookie and then sneaked off into the kitchen. You know what I mean? But yeah. he... In his mind. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, he sees Santa. They go back upstairs after after this, and his brother tells him that that wasn't Santa Claus. That was, Dad, mm-hmm. you're an idiot. Yeah. And that kind of very much disturbs him, as yes. he wants to believe that's Santa Claus. So he goes downstairs to, and this harkens back to our Silent Night 5, where we saw, where right. we saw the, Same the deal. parents having sex, <laughs> and they, he was like, I don't care about that. This one kind of does. Because he, he does care about He sees this. mommy kissing Santa Claus, or actually he sees Santa Claus just rubbing mom's leg really oddly. It's weird because it's also like so, I mean, it's obviously so sexual, but it's also so non-sexual. It's like, yes. it's I wonder the kind if I was of just trying to keep a surreal vibe going. Or? I guess, yeah. I mean, but not to defend John Waters' A version of this, but it was kind of a fetishistic kind of moment mm-hmm. where you're like, "Oh, it's like oh, this one body part I'm very uh, leg, much into." Leg, yeah, leg, yep. so so it is kind of maybe it's to him it's but a I, creepier concept. But I also like it too that they didn't go full nine. No, you know, of course, like with the, the whole sex scene or just like something lewd. You know, but there was no like Santa BJ or something like yeah, tacky like exactly. that. You know what I mean? Where they could have done that. They it, absolutely. This movie could could have gone in that direction many times. Yep. But he just sees Santa rubbing his mother's leg and runs upstairs and hides in, I guess, the attic where he has a... It was kind of unclear on that part, too. Yeah, like that what was... room he's in. Well, hold on. Before that, this... I want to go back to the to the cookies thing. So he doesn't actually have cookies. Is this a thing that was, like, in any family? So sliced white bread. Oh, that's right. It was a cookie. pitcher of milk. That like not a glass of milk, but a pitcher and an empty glass, so that Santa could pour however much milk he wanted. Um, something that you ladle out onto the bread, and a pitcher of water and soap, so he could wash his hands That's beforehand. Right. To me, that was nutter butters. Well, I mean, it makes sense that you'd want to wash your hands before eating food. I guess I sure. If you're, I'm a savage, so I don't care. But right? Maybe I mean, Santa does. He, well, he's been touching toys all night. He's got gloves on. Yeah, <laughs> and he's magic. <laughs> the gloves could be covered in reindeer fur. And oh, oh, just reindeer shit all over everything <laughs> that he touches. That's probably why. Um, okay, <laughs> but yeah, so the kid's kind of disturbed by this, so he goes upstairs and takes solace in an attic with a snow globe that he proceeds to break. <laughs> And picks yes. up a broken piece of glass and cuts his hand with it and just stares at the blood. Yeah, and then it 
it falls dramatically onto the little house that has been yeah. exposed when the glass broke and it just splatters on the little house and it's a beautiful shot. Yep. And the blood is totally like uh, Argento blood. Oh, like yeah. That yeah. Bright it's red. Th- like tempera paint kind of yeah, blood. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. I do too. It, and, like blood feast like that kind mm-hmm, of like, yeah looks like it's got like cornstarch in it or something to make it completely opaque mm-hmm. it's creepy i don't know I, I like it better than realistic looking blood so that's our origin which is kind of half weak but it works <laughs> yeah i mean he sees a disturbing thing runs upstairs cuts his hand and we're just gonna jump what 40 years into <laughs> the future here yeah i mean th- in this 4750 33 years into the future i know that maybe this is maybe this is nitpicking and maybe this is just like completely uh, like this is too much to ask of a movie but it feels like just saying one traumatic experience happened to this person and then the family never like noticed that this child was acting differently never noticed any weirdness around christmas never addressed anything with this family that seems to be otherwise completely normal yeah other than the fact that sometimes on christmas they kind of do weird sexy stuff next to the christmas tree <laughs> well his brother does say that he's been a yeah weirdo failure his whole life that's like, true yeah yeah they do allude to that uh, we don't know. We never see the parents again. We don't know if they're alive or right. dead or anything like that. We do see the brother again when we go in the future. We do. But uh, also I find it weird, too, that like he, he he's obsessed with Christmas now. Yes. But he had his traumatic thing on Christmas. So it's you think that might turn somebody off from. Yeah, you would think that it would do the exact opposite. But he's cray cray. But he's cray cray. <laughs> I mean, maybe. And that's. To me, that's the one one weakness in the psychological aspect is like if it had been something where uh, maybe he had seen another Santa Claus that was not dad and then the mother knew that he knew something about this and was just trying to have him repress it or something where Mm -hmm. it's like don't you ever say anything about this. And then he couldn't think about that ever. And the only love that he could think of getting from his mother would be because he was Santa Claus. And so the love that he's missing that the, that he never got is only for Santa. And so now he has to be Santa. Like, I would have liked to see something a little like, I mean, maybe that's again, maybe that's too much. I think it's just too much. Yeah. But it is, it, it just feels like it's just like, now I'm crazy. I saw Santa touching my mom's leg. Now I'm nuts. Yep. Eh. But that's what happens. Oh, but that man. is what happens. <laughs> man, don't make me hate this movie. No, no, no. I'm like... <laughs> sorry. I'm... <laughs> uh, so we wake up. Uh, we, we cut to a dude who's waking up in bed in a Santa suit, which we now know is well, Harry. Santa pajamas. Yes. Technically. Santa Just pajamas. red and white pajamas. And he wakes up to like a really scratchy recording of a Christmas song. I, I And his whole apartment is decked out in yeah. Christmas things. And he starts doing like calisthenics the minute he gets out of bed. <laughs> like 1940s, like Abbott and Costello, you know what like I love about vaudevillian this, You know what I love about the scene though is I feel like it's like old short Christmas cartoons. Mm-hmm. Like the old man hops out of bed. Burp, 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 burp. Like but it just plays like a live, like a, like a full cartoon. Like when I was little. And it, it's perfect. Like this dude has, clearly has some sort of clowning like thing in his background because mm-hmm. he is an excellent he, uh, from Broadway. He nails that little dance routine that he does where it's like, it's, it's uh, Brandon, odd, Brandon Maggard. Cool. Yeah. He has a lot of uh, Broadway experience before coming to this role. So he, unbelievably talented. It's yes. too bad that, I mean, I know I love this movie as a, an oddity like garbage movie, but 
it's too bad it didn't get recognition as a beautiful, well-done movie that probably should have actually had accolades as a legitimate film. Yes, and it has kind of picked up that rep over the years, but it tanked. That's upon good to hear arrival. because I mean, it is it is nuts, especially Harry, especially the lead actor, like his physicality and just his. And honestly, the whole movie, the directing, everything, it's just really it's beautiful. It's super beautifully shot. It's creepy, it's bizarre, and it's just, it's it's way smarter than you would ever expect to see from something like this. Mm-hmm. And the director also, uh, I guess he flew down to Vienna or some shit to find like some world famous cinematographer <laughs> that convinced him to work on this, that pretty much like ate so much of the budget for the movie too, was hiring this wow. like, amazing photographer. And it shows though. It does. I mean, it like... The, another reason I said Joker was because it looks like a Martin Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's got those just the dirt angles and the like creepy buildings and just the way that it shot. It's just it's and there's really good and like learned, New York style art movie. And I learned from the commentary too that there's so much uh, red and green like color motifs everywhere that they painted just for this that. You don't really notice it, but like once you do notice it, you're like, oh, he wakes up and he goes into his bathroom to, you know, shave. His whole bathroom is painted green. He's wearing red pajamas. When he walks through the hallway later on, they put like a red and green stripe on each side of the hallway, like just like oh, to man. make that whole, to just keep gunning that Christmas home. So good. And uh, so, yeah, he gets up, he does his little dance, and then he goes into <laughs> to shave and he makes himself a uh, shaving cream beard and kind of <laughs> ho ho hoes in the mirror. And, uh, Oh, but he never ho ho hoes. That's what I kind—I actually kind of love the fact that he never nails a ho 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 ever. He he says ha 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 pretty oh, much yeah. consistently when he laughs. It's He's like, working on it. <laughs> <laughs> is his ho ho ho, which is profoundly more disturbing. <laughs> but yeah, he just kind of gets that Santa vibes to himself in the in the, yep. in the bathroom until he cuts himself, and they have this really cool effect where he's he's humming. He's all mm-hmm. about humming Christmas songs, uh, and ends up accidentally nicking himself and you see the little blood fall through the shaving cream yep and uh, i don't know how they did that but it it's great <laughs> i mean i i had to do one of those for for a little short movie and we just rigged a little razor with a bulb in the back of it with a little thing through it yep and just squirt so that oh, it gotcha. squirts inside and then it kind of just trickles out but um but yeah, it's cool it's pretty awesome and we find out that our dude works at jolly dream the toy factory Yes. <laughs> yes, this place is amazing. Which is uh, actually a toy factory. It was the Pressman Toy Factory. That's so crazy. And they, um, I guess he had a family friend that owned it or ran it, and they agreed to let them shoot in the Pressman Toy Factory, but they could not use Pressman toys. That was the... It's the, crazy to think that Pressman was making toys in the U.S. back then. 1980. Man, that's so recently. Yeah. Ugh. It's depressing. It actually is very depressing. <laughs> it's like... There, yeah, honestly, the whole thing where it was like, you know, the union and we are making sure that we get our holidays and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And we're earning a fair wage for working at a factory in not the United States. Don't you worry. That's yep. <laughs> that's not for long. Reagan will come in and screw that all up. Yeah, that's not good. By gonna... USA. Yep. Ugh. That's such a bummer. Yeah. But like I said, you know, it makes a lot of uh, Batman villain hideouts when all those places <laughs> close down. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so... Uh, we were talking about this earlier. So they made up their own toys for this movie. Yeah. The, so the people on the conveyor belts are producing um, three things. Uh, dump trucks. Uh, four things. Dump trucks, gumball machines, yep. a suicide racer <laughs> motorbike rider, 
and the toy soldier <laughs> holding a lightning bolt instead of a gun. Terrible, terrible toys. Oh, they're awful. And uh, so they, so apparently they... <laughs> but they're supposed to be terrible. He says that they're terrible. Yeah, so. they couldn't use Pressman toys, so they created their own. So I feel that they created the dump truck and the... And the um, the toy soldier. Yeah. I feel like the gumball machine and the and the motorcycles oh, yeah, yeah. were already made. They just repurposed yeah, those. Absolutely. But if they made all those toy soldiers with the lightning bolts that were totally made for this movie, where are they now? Where are they? How many of them were made, and are do any still exist? Can I get one? Oh yes, <laughs> along with the giant uh, Jolly Dream poster in Harry's office. Uh, yeah. That. The damn director on his commentary never mentioned who did this amazing art of Santa holding a bag of lightning bolt soldiers. Why wouldn't he tell us the thing yeah. is so cool? Oh, man. Yeah, because you know those things are out there. Like, they're somewhere. Someone owns those. Or they're lost to the ether of time. I mean, they could be. They could have also just gone into the dumpster like exactly. so many, so many things. Yep. All right, we're Back done with, shooting. Yep. <laughs> Throw these away. No one's going to care about Dumb. this. Dumb. So too bad. Ugh. <laughs> um... Yeah, so Harry used to work on the assembly line. Yes. He's been promoted to office uh, pushing too many pencils at the CIA. Yeah, kind of what, thing now. whatever whatever kind of executive job there is for a company that makes four toys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. Um, yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, and his, his boss, no, no, sorry, not his boss, his co-worker is fucking with him. Yep. And he's like trying to get him to cover a shift for him so he can leave early for, for vacation. And, he, and 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 in getting him to try to cover, he also eats his sandwich. Did you notice and this he shit? Eats his fucking. Could you imagine doing that? Somebody would be like, "Hey, Harry, that looks like a good sandwich. Mind if I have a bite?" And he just takes his sandwich that he's eating out of his hand, starts eating his yeah. sandwich, and then be like, "Hey, can you cover for me tomorrow?" <laughs> yeah, it's like it's. I mean, it's over the it, top it, emasculating. It, but it paints this guy as a complete douchebag, which he is. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, actually, before this, we do have to mention that uh, right after he starts doing his little thing where he's trying on his Santa suit and he's making like making legs and stuff, uh, it turns out he's watching the neighbor kids. He's got binoc- oh, did we skip that part? We skip the binoculars. Oh, we skip the great the- part. Yeah, this is amazing. So he's up on the roof with his binoculars, watching the children next door. He's watching the windows of the apartment building. Scanning yeah. for children. Like, this is <laughs> abhorrently creepy as Wait, fuck. am I not supposed to be doing that? Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll but stop. At this, but at the same time, it's not a nefarious reason why he's scanning. It's it, still it's still dingy. Like, why would you be doing this? But we find out that he's, he's spying on the kids because he's got volumes of good boy and girl books and bad boy and girl books in his apartment. So he sees little... Sally, let's call her, yeah. playing with her doll. And she's just like, oh, she's just a darling. And he sees another kid taking out the trash. Like, he's good. What a good boy. But then he sees Moss Garcia. Making a paper doll out of a penthouse. penthouse. What a weirdo. <laughs> it's Not only is he is he reading a penthouse at like 10, he's also cutting out the images he's in just a like weird little, way. He's just like little uh, Sammy in the pit. <laughs> yeah, not good. Yeah. Not good. So that sets him off. So he runs he back to mail that to somebody. Yeah, he runs back to write down Moss Garcia as having impure yeah. thoughts. Oh, yeah. He flips out and he's like, ah, I saw uh, an impure thought. He runs down the stairs <laughs> full bar and like pulls out one of his beautiful hardcover. Oh, they're vault. huge tomes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those probably exist somewhere, too. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and he writes down, you know, impure thoughts and, and poor, poor body hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but. Uh, 
I, I think it's just that... Or how he gathered that from the window. Like, but, did was his hands dirty? Or? I don't know. Um, yeah, everybody got dirty hands. He so. put out a bowl of soap for Moss Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah. yeah, so that's that's what Harry does. He he loves Christmas, and he kind of fancies himself as a Santa Claus. Yep, watching over, judging the children. Yeah, he is. He knows which was they've been bad which or was good. kind of like original Santa folklore. Was yeah, he was, and the director also based a lot of the Santa yes. Santa mythology on this character as I Santa need- being like a benevolent. Like he's going to be a Krampus, basically, if you're bad. Or a great Santa okay. if you're good, and he's super judgmental. There are things that I want to talk about specifically okay. regarding that, and I hope to God you know from the from the <laughs> the commentary because there's there's two things actually, but uh, I'll get to those when okay. we get there. Um, okay, so Harry, after he's done his uh, his overnight, he's filled in for this this jerk that yep. ate his sandwich. He walks past a bar and. He looks in the window and he sees Frank, who has eaten his sandwich and said that he was he needed him to f- cover his shift. He was leaving for vacation early. Turns out he wasn't. He's like, I got that schmuck Harry covering my shift. We're leaving in the morning. I'm really, drinking beer tonight. Really good timing. He walks past the window just in time to hear to him hear say, that? Yeah. fuck that guy and fuck his family. Fuck yeah. everybody else. Hey. At the good old odd couple lounge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so Harry runs home super angry now. He's got like impotent bald fist rage. This is great looking. He's And he's, he's walking around his apartment yeah. like maniacally humming. Yes. He's still humming a Christmas song. And then he finds a doll in the dollhouse. A male doll that I assume he feels represents this Frank. Mm-hmm. And he just hums and holds onto it and shakes. And, <laughs> and he's like trying not to break it. He's just like, I'm angry, but I'm not going to do anything. And then it just mm-hmm. cracks in his hands. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Harry's mental breakdown. Uh, again, Brandon Brandon Maggard is an amazing actor. And he just kills this role so much. And this is one of those movies where it's totally dependent on this oh, guy. Jesus, if this yeah. was a shitty actor, this would be a wreck of a movie. It Absolutely. Yeah. It required somebody with... and. Exactly his type of skill. Yeah, because again, like the, it's not your typical Santa slasher yeah. where you just get any schlub dressed as Santa and do stuff like. Yeah, this guy is great. He is great. He is great. 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 Um, yeah. So, uh, so, cut to Harry out on his brother's lawn. Is this correct? Yes, that's his brother's house. Okay, so he's staring at his brother and their kids again. Kind of. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, he's watching He's watching the kids. Kids go to bed. And then another incident of the couple start making out on the couch. They and he watches banging. it. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> I mean, if they're not banging, he's doing push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> to get ready for banging. <laughs> I think this just might be to show the, the, the dichotomy between him and his brother. How they're... Sure. You yeah, know, yeah. his brother's all... Married, two yeah. kids, happy, happy house. marriage, yeah. And Harry's just completely alone, walked over by everybody in his apartment, weirdly decked out with Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yep. I feel it's year round too. Oh yeah, oh, I don't of feel like Harry's well, apartment I mean, is filled is... with dolls and Christmas stuff. I don't feel like he takes that shit down. No, no, no. Like, this <laughs> is, I mean, because we're clearly pre, we're in like October when the movie starts. That's basically. right. It's like 55 days till Christmas. Yeah. It's so, written on Harry's. Harry's got oh, okay, like a countdown so, thing oh, on his house. It goes yeah. from like 55 to 28 as it progresses. Right. Neat little detail. Because yeah. now we go to Thanksgiving. Now yep. time has passed and it is Thanksgiving. Harry's on his couch watching the Macy's Day Parade and eating cereal like a sad and, bachelor. And eagerly awaiting Santa. <laughs> and waiting for Santa to, to show up. And uh, 
This is yeah. where Harry figures out his tune. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, he does. So the 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 couple's arguing of his brother and his brother's wife are arguing about Harry and saying, oh, you know, she's like, you have to be nice to Harry this time, you know, mm-hmm. treat him better. He's had a hard go of it. You know, he's going to crack and kill a bunch of people if you're not careful. <laughs> um, and the brother's like, no, nah, that'll never happen. Well, no, yeah, kind of happened. <laughs> so, uh, so he calls or Harry calls and is like, I'm not going to be able to make it to Thanksgiving. And he's like, why not? I just can't. I figured out my tune. I gotta go play my tune. Yeah, and so he's just watching Santa and like distractedly talking to his brother. Then he literally just drops the phone and comes closer to the TV to watch Santa. Then comes back and says, "Okay, sorry, bye." Like, up on him, which is pretty great. That whole that whole scene is. I mean, again, the whole movie is fucking amazing. But that's a great scene. Um, and this this starts his uh, his like super villain suit up montage where it's like him creating the fucking Dr. Doom costume essentially. Like it's a very, it felt like a very Marvel like bad guy montage Mm -hmm. where it's like, Oh, now I'm going to pull together this thing to fight my, my nemesis. Or or it's like Catwoman making her suit and Batman returns. Yeah. It's a very, he pulls up the sewing machine. He starts wrapping foam around his legs and puts a material. uh, You know what? I know, I know you hate this. I think I kind of agree with Waters <laughs> on this one. I think it is kind of fetishistic. I think it is yeah. kind of that. Yeah, I, I feel like there is a little bit of that to this. What is a fetish? I, Santa well, I mean, it's or? a Santa fetish. I mean, okay. it's just he. I mean, obviously, he does have a Santa fetish. Kind of like a latex suit fetish. Yeah, exactly. Like, fetish. I mean, especially was when you said Catwoman. I was like, well, it's <laughs> clearly just a latex fetish. So, <laughs> uh, anyway. Either way, whether John Waters Fuck off is, with the fetishes. He makes an awesome Santa Claus suit. Jesus Christ, there's no does. more to read into this. He makes an amazing... That's the other thing. I have dreamed of uh, commissioning a tailor to make me this suit for years because I've always wanted to, to, to be a Santa Claus. And I hope I actually live long enough to just, mm. you know, just try it out for one year. Just be yeah. a ball Santa or a party Santa. Like, I've always wanted to do that. Um, like Mick Foley. Yes! Mick Foley is always Santa, and he and has I, a and Santa I love, Claus I love obsession. entertaining people. I love. I would love to bring joy to kids. I don't. Yeah. I, I love bringing joy to kids, but I love not having any kids. I also, I feel the same way. I, I like the idea of children, but I'm so very glad I don't have yes, them. Yes, same here. <laughs> I, so all you people with the kids, more power to you. More power to you. Not we can, us. we'll help you out a tiny bit. I like being an Uncle Spoily. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll show up and go, hey, you little rascal. All right, I'll see you later. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a cool toy. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what I do with my mm-hmm. with my nephews. I'm like, here, Same. it's a Lego. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a really noisy squeaking frog. <laughs> Annoy your parents. Yeah. <laughs> they were dicks this year, so here, have this. Sorry, bro. <laughs> uh, all right. But yeah, so he totally transforms himself. He builds this whole Santa suit. Are we to the beard part already? Uh, Does he do it all in one swoop here? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. No, 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 he doesn't because he, it cuts to him painting a sleigh on his van. That's right. This is the next thing is where he's got his, his white creeper van and he's just painting a sleigh on the side of it. And of course, humming and he's got an amazing setup of craziness. He's got more. more oh, the, 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 the art direction is fantastic. More crazy Christmas stuff. And there are some demonic toys in among mm-hmm. these things like crazy monkey with evil teeth. <laughs> 
but he's but it's still Christmas themed. I kind of wonder if he ever thought that he was going to end up killing anybody at the beginning of his yes. descent because he completely decked out his van in the most like <laughs> APB out for a white van with a giant Santa sleigh painted on the side. Like, there's you, no way to hide. Yeah, but he doesn't believe that the law applies to him because he's a mythological... Who's going to pull over Santa. Right, exactly. He's in a flying sleigh. Mm, true, that's right. Because to him, all of this is happening. Like, the ending is in his mind, of mm-hmm. course. And that's what he... Well, and when he's driving his van later on, he's whipping and calling for the reindeers and everything. Exactly. Every time the van, every time the van drives away with a minute, we hear sleigh bells, too. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that little touch. <laughs> it's... Ah, God. So many good little touches in this movie. Um, Yeah, so he... uh, And now he's walking past and he meets the kids that he's been spying on on the doorstep. And he has, again, in a nice touch, it's his interaction is like that of a normal human being talking to kids and just being like somebody who's really good with kids. Mm-hmm. He's just like, Hey, how's it going? What? Oh, and, what and are you doing? And it has that old timey, um, twilight zone vibe to me, like Mr. Bemis yeah. and like the, uh, pitch of a lifetime salesman there where he always, he's always just friendly with all the neighborhood kids and plays with them. And, and I love the line too. Like, uh, so apparently he wishes for something every day. Yeah. Kind of like make that. So one of the kids is like, "Hey Harry, what would you wish for today?" And he goes, "I wish I was super magic." <laughs> Which and it's one of my favorite lines of the movie. It's like, so good because it's. I have met people who have similar. Well, not similar to this, but people who have these kind of issues, and that kind of wording mm-hmm. is what they use. It's like these, these just kind of like putting two words together that aren't things that you would think of to put together it's just super magic it feels so authentically yes. mentally unstable yes but that's what he does wish to be yeah and in his head becomes he, <laughs> he, he, he becomes a magical santa he does judge um, and jury and so all the kids they say what they what they wished for and then the last then <laughs> the, Moss Garcia Moss Garcia this little rascal <laughs> he says that he wishes for a subscription to Penthouse L- lifetime a lifetime I, oh my god I wish I had a lifetime subscription to Penthouse magazine <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. And he's like, boom. <laughs> yeah, we get, we get a really ominous music cue. Yeah, the, uh, the music in this movie, too, is super neat. It is. It's very, very cool. It's just odd tones, odd instrumentations, uh, toy instruments in some scenes. Uh, yeah, just ahead of, its, ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Yep. In a lot of ways. It's not that weird sounding now, as we're accustomed to so many right. uh, avant-garde music and, and crazy soundtracks. Yep. But... 40 years ago when this was yeah so good yeah (laughs) so okay so we fucking movies 40 years old god i'm old yes it's very difficult to imagine how old i am (laughs) i wish i was super younger i wish i was not going to die quite as soon as i'm going to uh Who knows? Maybe it was granted. I don't know when I was going to die, so I'll never know if that was actually if that worked out. Um, so again, he has this he has this very vaudeville way about him. He's as you said, he was a Broadway star, mm-hmm. and so when he runs, he's got this affectation of this like sprightly, crazy person. Like it's when he runs to Garcia's house next. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Like, his his movements are just bonkers. Yep. So, he's running across town, probably? They don't really ever give establishing shots for, like... I mean, and, and it's 
that's always struck me as odd too like uh to rewind a bit when he leaves the toy factory after a shift he ends up walking home we know he has a car the fact yeah. the factory looks like it's in a a barren industrial thing but then he's walking right near the bar and and it was also like 20 degrees outside I mean, you see his breath. Like, they shot and it was super cold. So, yeah, like, but I he's don't... Santa. He doesn't notice that. Yeah. He's from the North Pole. So, like, why was he walking? Like, maybe it's all close together, but yeah, it seems like everything's I... spread apart. But yeah, who cares? I, exactly. Uh, you couldn't... I mean, oh, actually, I guess you... You can't really tell if when he he was he had the binoculars out, mm-hmm. if he was running downstairs to his apartment. Yes, he was. Okay, that's, what, so, that's what I assume. Okay, so then he's right next to Garcia. Oh, yeah. Which, okay. That's right. That's totally true. True, but then he's in a house later. Like, he was in an apartment complex before. Shut up. Okay, (laughs) I will stop talking now. Sorry. (laughs) What I mean is, makes perfect sense. He was hanging out at a friend's house reading their penthouse magazine. Correct. Because that's why they were all on the stoop together, and that's how he could get them all together. Yep, nailed it. He went home. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) So he sneaks up to Moss Garcia's house, and this this is based on old... Um, Thank you. What? <laughs> I needed an answer for this. Okay. This was based on uh, a Santa Claus origin back from Germany when he was called Black Peter. Okay, so it's it's the, it's the his it's his little helper. The, so, Black Peter is one of the demons that Santa Claus has yeah, so Bla- chained. So, so Black Peter, he marks the houses of the naughty kids. And he delivers them dirt instead of presents. Thank God. And that, that, that's why he shows up with Moss's house with that sack of dirt later on, too. That was okay. based on the, the Black Peter mythology. So he goes to Moss Garcia's house. Yeah, and if you don't know this, and which I totally didn't at See, first I didn't. I thought that that scene where he's digging out the, the bag. Yep. I thought he was digging out. I thought that he had been stealing presents all year long. He had been stealing toys from the, from the mm-hmm. factory whenever he could get a hold of them then buried them underground and he was pulling out a sack of presents that he had buried. Oh. And that was just an assumption. I was like, well, why would he be pulling a bag? Why would he be burying him? Yeah. Didn't make any sense. Okay. And then that made it much more frustrating when he left the presents for the bad kids because I thought he, I thought we were going to have a moment of like, here's a decapitated doll with a nail through its head or, you know, like something crazy. He never left presents for the bad kids, though. He did. He left them for Garcia. He oh, left one he of He left them. a bag of dirt. That was a sack of dirt. But there was a present. It was, like, wrapped. Like, I think there was a box. No, there was just a card on... There was just a card for Moss Garcia on a bag of dirt. Okay, is that what it was? Yeah. All right. Okay. So, yeah. So, that makes sense. So, he walks across the street to Moss Garcia's apartment house and, uh, and sees him in the window. Um... You know, and uh, the mother, did you notice? Uh, the mother was Patricia Richardson of uh, Home Improvement fame. That was the mom from Home Improvement. I would not have known that. Yeah. <laughs> Fun little uh, before they were stars cameo there. Nice. And uh, she gets Moss to go. They're going somewhere. And she's a bitch. <laughs> she is. And she's horrible. And this, is another, this is another thing that was in this movie that I think is a, it's a poignant little moment where it's like, I'm going to punish these kids that are bad. But it's like, oh, and it's, maybe he's bad because this mom's bad. Like, this is a terrible situation. And it's like, oh, you have an abusive parent and now you're acting out. It's like, yeah, dude, this is what's happening. Like, yep. You can't punish children for being bad without looking at their circumstances. Yep. So he's outside Moss Garcia's house and he, and he picks up a big glop of mud <laughs> off the ground and paints himself up like Dutch and Predator. And uh, and and then does this creepy thing where he puts his two hands covered in mud on the side of the house and kisses the house. 
and makes this like two hands kissy mark and as i was saying earlier that's like yeah. mark in the bad kid's house i i knew he was i knew it was based on black peter i knew it had to be that yep. thing but because uh, I was like, I looked up all that stuff. I could not seem to find that thing about him marking the houses. I'm sure okay, it was yep. there. But yeah, so all I found out was that in original Santa lore that there's like that Santa enslaves demons to work for him. Yeah. And that he literally has like uh, in some of them, he has like six to eight demons on chains with chains around their neck doing his work There's for them. There's some really neat Santa instead lore of there. Instead <laughs> of like, look at the happy little elves. It's a bunch of fucking demons yeah. that Santa was just like, no, I cast thee down and now you're going to have to do my work for me. Yeah. Pretty great. <laughs> they got all Americanized. <laughs> yeah. Weak. Buy some Coke. Buy some, <laughs> buy some Coke. <laughs> this fucking demon. Uh, so yeah, Moss Garcia gets dragged out of the house by his mom, who I assume is going out to a party, because she does make a reference later on, like, you would ruin my one night out. Like, she doesn't yeah. care about him. She just wants to go party. And uh, But Moss sees Harry in the bushes real quick. Yes. He ducks. So he starts going up there to sneak, <clears throat> and uh, Harry shocks him with this cool, like... I, it looks like he was about to punch him in the face yeah. or something. I think I don't think he was going to punch him. I think he was just going to He just wow. him. Yeah. The mother grabs Mars Garcia and just totally slaps him across the face. And that's the most brutal part of the scene in yeah, my mind. It's course. not the creepy guy hiding in the bushes, but just how brutal this little kid's yeah. mom is. How casually she beats this kid. Yeah, you can tell that wasn't the first slap. Yep. Like she doesn't care about it either. She's just like swap, get it's the car. Like, yep. like it's not like, "Oh my god, what did I do to my kid?" No, nah, mm-hmm. she don't care. Does not care. Uh, and so we cut to Harry back in bed again, and then he gets up and another cut scene to him smelting metal in his garage. He's got a He's whole... melting lead and making um, quality toys, the yes. quality toy soldiers to give out because... No, he's making one quality toy soldier to murder with. <laughs> no, he makes several. He, he peppers some of those under the tree in that scene I was talking about that oh, I still really? don't understand why. Okay. Yeah. No, he makes a bunch of soldiers. He casts a couple molds. One of them he uses for the, the eyeball. Okay, so, <laughs> so it's just the fact that it was made of quality metal that enabled him to use it as a weapon as opposed to the axe which he clearly made a tomahawk that he painted in christmas colors specifically for that's just for death death yeah okay Um, (laughs) but no he he does talk at the toy factory earlier about the importance of a quality rigid toy and how they just make plastic junk so i think he was making his version of that toy soldier but out of lead okay yeah that makes sense that's (laughs) that's great for the kids (laughs) He doesn't always think out his plans. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> back at work, uh, he's getting ready for the uh, for the Chris- the staff Christmas party at Jolly Time, and he's doing the happy face, sad face improv exercise in his mirror to yeah. to be like, "I'm getting ready to see people. I'm not this crazy person anymore. Now I am. Now I'm not crazy." Yeah. So he does that little thing and then goes out to speak with all of the executives at his. And his I, toy I love the holiday parties in this movie. Ooh. They they encapsulate oh. that complete, forced, depressive. Wow. You're only happy because you're drunk at this like Dude. chintzy room. <laughs> yeah, it's so 70s. It's got such a like everything's just, like, just like wood paneled. Oh and yeah, like, there's a cheap record player playing old Christmas 45. It looks like the church in my hometown where we used to have scout meetings. Like yep. the yep. depressing. Yeah, basement. we were in the Legion. Oh. We were in the Legion basement for scouts. Oh, man. Flashbacks. Got some fucking former Boy Scouts up in here. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I can start a fire if I need to. Do you ever make Eagle? 
No, God, oh, no. God, no, me neither. No. You know Boo made Eagle Scout? What? Boo's a fucking Eagle Scout. So, Boo and Adam Cogswell, both... Really? Both fucking Eagle Scouts. Weird. Yeah. I have... I had had, like, one Eagle Scout in every band that I play with. <laughs> I've got to, just in case we get lost in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Did Boo get a Crock-Pot badge? I, I would hope to God he got some sort of <laughs> Crock-Pot badge for shitty Crock-Pot memes. <laughs> Uh, Follow Covered in Bees on Instagram for uh, all your crockpot memes. Only one month out of the year, though. So it's is just, that what it is? Yeah, he does. He does thirty days of crockpot memes starting in November ah. and then ends it December first. I was wondering where the hell they went last week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like a part of me was missing. Yeah. Now you know. Uh, <laughs> so Harry is is now explain like he he meets the junior executive who's on his way up and. His first his first line to him is, I finally figured out the tune that everyone plays, <laughs> that everyone dances to, and I'm going to play my tune. And the, the head of the company is like, that's cool that you found out your tune. Anyway, so you've had some ideas about the factory. <laughs> the, the casting of the head of the company is great, too. He, he And the shitty junior executive, yeah, too. But the, I love just the look of that executive because he's half in the bag he's yeah. in his full suit he just looks like a sweaty you know oh. bill brasty kind of like <laughs> drunk guy like yeah yeah very very used car salesman exactly kind of dude yeah he's he's amazing or or uh owner of a toy company that produces absolute crap crap <laughs> yep absolutely um <laughs> so yeah so he's basically showing this he's like oh hey this guy wants to know more about ideas and he's trying to, to climb up the corporate ladder so tell him about your your thoughts and he was like you know this commercial that's running which by the way there's a commercial running on a tv that is a, a pre-recorded message specifically for the employees of this place saying that if they keep production up then the toys that they make are going to go to a then the excess amount will be given to this mental hospital yeah they they don't actually just they have to, the employees have to like put their all into it or donate some of their own money is, right. is basically insinuated there to give toys to the hospital. Well, Harry, also, Harry it, asks like, well, how many kids are in the hospital? And the, the executive's like, I have no idea how many kids are in that hospital. We're just, yeah, fuck it. It's, they basic, don't care. Basically, the idea is, oh, no, 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 we're just saying that so that they'll work harder. Yep. We don't really give a fuck. If they want to give some money, we'll donate some some of their toys based on the money they yeah. give. But we're not going to actually give toys away, essentially. And then Harry chastises the new exec with a, with a line, like, I wish I remembered exactly how it went. Wow. He's like, I know, I know how to play the tune. You know how to play the tune, but you're doing it wrong. Right. Or you're, or you're, you're refusing to play it. Yeah, it was something Some, like something, that. But it was a lot more potent when Harry said it. It was, an, it was an interesting line that was really very much just like, how dare you? You're a total scumbag, and you're the problem exactly. with everything on this planet. You're, you're a total scumbag, and you're just coming out of the executive training program. Like, you haven't been soured by years of doing this. Like, right. You're, you're just becoming a complete shithead right off right right the Right out the of bat. the gate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's the downfall of our country, sadly. <clears throat> Yeah, and this is... Uh, this does have some definitely social and political undertones to it. Whew. Yeah, sure Labor does. Labor unions and, and yeah. executive shitheads and... Yeah, it's, that it's interesting. Own, that, own, that is completely not dated. All this shit holds up to today, sadly. Except for the fact that there's a factory with a labor union <laughs> in the United States. Yeah, except for the fact that there's a factory in the United States. Yeah, exactly. Right? There's a factory making something in the United States. But, uh, so, he... Uh, he goes back after hearing this, after hours to the 
to the toy factory mm-hmm. and he just starts raking all of the toys into a sack mm-hmm. and it's all the toys that are on like they're all on the uh, on the conveyor lines yep which seems weird i mean that's just something you set up as a prop for a like for a scene that you wouldn't you'd let them all go through because you finished with them and then you'd want to pack them up oh yeah you, you wouldn't just <laughs> like leave why a, are they all there why is there a conveyor line of toys that are finished like and also in every position where it's like i'm adding the wheels mine's finished I'm adding the top. Mine's finished. Why are they all finished? It's like six guys down yeah. the line that should have been working on this. But either way, for- as, an, as an aside, completely off topic, we <laughs> we did a we did a tour of a shipyard brewery once, and we were there on the the weekend where they don't produce beer that that the assembly line shut down. But all the bottles were there on the <gasps> conveyor belt waiting to get filled. So like, there were so my buddy Nate was just like, so the bottles just sit there collecting dust over the weekend till they come back in on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, that was an awkward interaction. That's fun. But that's why shipyard beers taste dusty. (laughs) (laughs) The more you know. The more you know. And that's when we got sued by shipyard. (laughs) (laughs) That beer sucks. Whoa, man. That's rough. (laughs) Some of it's got pumpkin in it. Shut up, man. Some of us like a good pumpkin spice beer. You can beer. have it. <laughs> pumpkin spice beer dust. latte. <laughs> it's got pumpkin dust in it. Yeah, that's because there's a magic pumpkin that flies around the factory <laughs> and sprinkles puts- pumpkin dust. <laughs> yeah, that was the answer the tour guide gave us. Too. <laughs> I wish that was the case. Uh... <laughs> Moving on. So Harry grabs all the toys because he's determined to right the wrong of his shitty company by actually delivering toys to all the kids at this hospital. And he doesn't know how many kids there are either, but he packs that damn van full. He does. And this is where he glues the beard on. Yes. It's after this. This is this, this is the turning point. Yep. This is Harry's breaking point where he's like, shit, I'm I'm stealing these toys from this company. I'm giving them to the children's hospital. I'm doing the right thing. In his mind, this is completely the right thing. Yep. Robbing his toy factory and super gluing a beard to his face and totally transforming himself into St. Nick. And bringing several deadly weapons with him. Well, you can't be too careful. It's Queens, bro. <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, so he brings the van load of toys to the hospital. Everyone's overjoyed after, I mean. <laughs> well, this is a great scene because, I mean, he shows, I love this so much. He he gets to the delivery door at the hospital and dings the doorbell and this Barney Fife. A- ancient Barney Fife, <laughs> like old security guard comes out yep. and he's just like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. And he's just like, no, I'm here to deliver toys for the kids. He puts his hand on his gun, too. He's oh, like, yeah, he's about to ready to I'm, sh- I'm going to shoot you for trying to give gifts. Well, fuck, this is a legit maniac showing up at, what, probably midnight? At, True. At a children's hospital? <laughs> uh, but the security guard does, you know, he does, he says, where is your Christmas spirit? I'm here for the children. And the security guard goes back in. He and gives him a staff. present. He's he like, gives him a present, that's right. And it warms his heart, and yeah. he goes back in. Um. So... All right, this scene is fantastic. So he's outside, and he just starts practicing saying Merry Christmas by himself while he's waiting for the other staff to come out. And he's just, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And then we start hearing sleigh bells, and then it starts snowing. Mm. And then once it starts snowing in the sleigh bells, he just nails the big bell of Merry Christmas, and he's and, and that, that is... He is Santa. That is, for me, the final apex yep. of his transformation. That's it. 
That is the moment. And the staff comes out, and they're just kind of, you know, like they a normal person would be. Like, who donated these? This and is amazing. Like, oh, who cares? It's Christmas. And they it's take a Christmas the, miracle. Yep. Who donated it? Some people who had more to give than they thought they yes, did or yes, something yes. like that. Uh, they take were, all the toys, and uh, <laughs> one of them kisses Santa, and he tells Merry Christmas, and he drives off in his van, and he's just super proud of himself. Yeah. That's, as he should be. Yep. And, uh, and this is where, this is, yeah. it seems like this, that to me solidify this as my favorite Christmas movie, despite the fact that there is grisly murders, too. Mm-hmm. And usually, when I say favorite Christmas movie, I just want the wholesome aspect. Yeah. But there's so many of these kind of scenes that are just beautiful. Agree. That Absolutely it just, agree. It just cancels out the... I love I mean, Christmas, I love horror, and this movie just gives me both of those, but also gives me the warm feelings, too. Yeah, it's it's true. Yeah, the... Uh, the Silent Night, Deadly Nights don't really nail the, no, the, not at all. the tender no, no, moments no, 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 very no, no, no. well. There isn't any, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, is this the is this the evil executive? Is it the junior the junior executive who's at mass? This is a weird scene to me because we do see that junior executive in mass, and we see the executive there with him. You know, his family they they said at the holiday party that he was staying with them at the island right this, this, for Christmas. Uh, and we see them in church, but afterwards, when everybody else comes out of church, it's two other knuckleheads that start razzing Santa, so- not the executive. See, I couldn't tell that. I just assumed it was that. No, it's not though. It's oh, bizarre, and we don't, e- bizarre. We, we don't even have any cutaways to him in the crowd looking like. But I think uh, I think Santa's intention, oh, Harry's intention, was to go after those people. Right, I think but he just wanted got, to go after them. But got intercepted by the other two knuckleheads who just, just start razzing him for no-ass reason. Insanity. Yeah. Like, right after Mass, in a group of people who are just leaving church... They just see Santa Claus, and they're just like, Hey, you look like a stupid dick. schmuck in that Santa suit! <laughs> it's, it might be a bit oh, too much. Look, I see you trading in your sleigh for some more conventional means of transportation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... And they're they're almost just like caricatures of bullies, but yeah. they're in their thirties or forties, and they just and like their I think their you, wives and some other people are, are there, like, could you please stop hassling him? One of the wife even says something condescending. I she can't does. Remember. The yep. One of them, one the of, one the that one gets that killed. killed. Yep. Yeah. Naughty one or of nice. Them, These guys were naughty. One ex- of them was good, and she didn't get killed. I expect this kind of behavior from people walking out of a bar, right? Not walking out of a church. <laughs> not walking out of church. <laughs> As what we know, happens. as we know from the Catholic Church, nothing bad has ever happened in the Catholic Church. Nope, 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 nope. So, <laughs> real controversial one today. I'm not afraid of shipyard. I'm afraid of the Vatican. Okay, so watch that window. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Pope sniper, 12 o'clock. <laughs> so the, I can tell by the hat. <laughs> so after the uh, the rich snobs hassle, hassle Santa, he kills one of them with, with his with metal. With his lead soldier. Stabs him in the eye. Right ah, with the bayonet. Dead. Yeah. And then the other one's like, oh, shit. How Santa's evil. We're going to get him. And he pulls a fucking hatchet out of it's his like bag. It's like a yellow and pink tomahawk. Yeah, but it's, it's clearly painted like a toy. It's like, yeah, yeah. But it's a quality toy. That's it, what's going on. What brains, people, man. <laughs> it definitely cleaves someone's head. And so he has murdered these three people, and then he runs for it, gets yep. in his van, and takes off. And even the body language of his running away from here, you can tell like he's just like, oh shit, I just fucked up. What did I do? Oh, mm-hmm. oh man, oh man. Like, yeah, absolutely. You can because I don't. There's a panicked run that he does. Because I don't feel like he set out to kill. I feel like this was. I feel like this was a. I feel like this set off like 
and allowed him to go into Frank's house later on, knowing that he was going to do that. Yeah. I feel like he knew he was going to do that. I feel like he was going to the church to punish. I don't know if he... I don't think he was... I don't know what he was going to do, but I don't feel like he went there with murder on his mind. And I feel like that was kind of a split decision. Because he seems like he... <clears throat> he se- When he runs away, he seems like he's like, oh, shit. Like... Because yeah. I don't think he's super afraid of being caught, like you said earlier, painting a giant, making yeah. his whole van yeah, no, totally he's, not discreet. He definitely believes he is he is magical. Yep. Clearly. Uh yeah. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it all makes it would make more sense because the executive wasn't the executive the one that said that he hated Christmas? No, that was Frank. Oh, it was Frank. I get destroyed oh, buying right. all those toys. That's yep. right. But either way, yeah, so he leaves three, and the shot here outside the church of the the group is fantastic. You got one woman just crying, freaking out, the one one woman of the group of four that didn't say anything, like, and I do like that touch, that she she did not get killed. She's the only one. Yeah. And it pans over them, they're all terrified, then it comes down, it's playing a Christmas carol, some sort of Christmas song, and then (laughs) comes down, and then the tape starts slowing, (laughs) as it pans over the corpses. And then we cut to that tape's actually playing in Harry's van on 8-track, and he starts pounding it to make it go, because 8-tracks are completely (laughs) reliable and never do that. Yes. And and so he's driving, he's like, uh, and then he parks his car uh, at the factory? He parks he parks the van someplace and then he gets out and he's kind of dazed and he follows the sound of Christmas music. Mm-hmm. So he hears he hears Christmas music somewhere else and he finds yet another Christmas party going on. Very similar to the last one in just Very. VFW Hall. <laughs> yep. Except they have a live band. This is actually a much more lively, more yes, fun party. Yes. Even even though it has the gross 70s earth tone look to the room and all that yep. stuff. It's still got like Kids are there and people are having fun and there's a live band with a fucking there's like a klezmer band though. <laughs> it's just kind of odd. It's weird. It's like a like a polka band maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, who knows? Maybe that was a thing back then. Yeah. But uh, I love this scene. So he just he finds this Christmas party and he's just staring in wonderment at everybody having fun inside and two drunks find him. And they drag see, him in. see him out the window and they go back outside. They're like, "You gotta come with us." And one of them goes, "You gotta come. We caught you." <laughs> It's, it's like treating Santa like a leprechaun. <laughs> he's confused because he's drunk. He yeah. thinks he's a leprechaun. You gotta come with us. We <laughs> caught you. I love that line. Those are the those are the Santa rules. Uh, and he's yeah. kind of apprehensive at first, but once he gets in the room and he sees everybody, he just it flicks that Santa switch again. And he starts giving out gifts to the kids. Yeah, and kids run up and they're all thrilled for it. And he ends up having this giant dance party with the kids and the adults. And then afterwards, he delivers that monologue that i posted on facebook yesterday that is just my favorite string of dialogue it's so good about to the kids about being good yep and then he says if if you're good you'll you'll be great and you'll get lots of presents but if you're bad you get your name written in the bad boys and girls books and i'll bring you something horrible (laughs) and the room is just entranced and then he goes, ah, ah, ah. And, and you see one little girl jump. And yeah. from what I was listening to, uh, none of the kids knew what he was going to say. None of the extra actors in the room knew what he was going to say. So we see some really uh, disturbed reactions from the kids. Uh, the director's the director's pretty sure that he just scared the shit out of all those kids. It's so good. And you see one woman kind of like make like the most awkward smile and like turn and she was saying like yeah we're pretty sure we freaked her out too like because his monologue is so powerful it is and then ends with this like chuckle scare jump scare kind of thing yeah um but it's so good 
and, and and the genuine concern of everybody in the room that had to watch this and had no idea what he was going to act. And that was like a one take thing too. Like it wasn't. That's what makes this scene so cool too. Yeah. Is that it was just a one take, nailed it. Awesome speech. <laughs> and it is. It's like it's like any of these movies that are done like a real, legit art film. You know, like this is like. It, it's just, it's good. They took chances. They did crazy things. Is that cinema verite? Uh, is that cinema what the pretentios verite. call it? I believe that would be what the pretentios call it. <laughs> my favorite. I like Killer Santa movie. <laughs> Me too. But I think one of my favorite things is like in in between here, like during the party, it cuts back to the the police office. Is it like the police officers and they're and they're talking and they're like, I don't know. They all say they saw Santa, and it's like. No, they saw a guy dressed as Santa. Yeah. Like, it really feels like the cops don't know. They're like, these people are all crazy. You can't see Santa. Yeah. That was the vibe I got from them. It was like, no, they were, he was dressed. It was a guy dressed. It was, it was a guy dressed as Santa. <laughs> um, okay, so he, he finishes his time at this party, and he drives off in his van, and he is accelerating his crazy, continuing to... Amp uh, up his nutso behavior. Air whip and call it his reindeers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now he's yeah. Now he's straight up calling the reindeer and hearing them, and it's great. He shows up at Frank's house with a big ass ladder, prepared to go down his chimney. <laughs> well, he gets a vision of Frank shitting on Christmas and taking advantage of him. So he's like, "All right, I'm going to teach that guy." Because he bounces back and forth at this point. He's kind of just like, "I delivered kids to the mm. choice of the hospital." Oh, now I killed some some baddies. No, oh, I now I danced and gave some more presents to kids. Like. Okay, he balances it out. And again, this is based on mm-hmm. old Santa folklore where yeah. Santa was good and bad. He was bad to the bad people. So he's he's just playing that role of Where Santa would murder the people who didn't. It's true. Nice Look it up. <laughs> that's that's what this is based on though. That's so good. So he's like the legit Santa. That's basically like his um his Santa costume as well is based on like the eighteenth century Santa with the long flowing jacket. It's not your Coke yeah. Santa at all. That's true. Yep. So and they play it up to a T. So now he's going to do the the bad thing. Um, so he goes to Frank's house and he gets a ladder and he goes up and he's legit going to go down the chimney. Like he's that fucking far gone at this point that he is Santa, that he's chimney in it. That scene is fucking terrifying. I'm aware that that's clearly a different house. That's one story up when he does the descent back down, mm -hmm. but holy fuck, it still gave me like, like seeing him on snow about to get on back on that fucking ladder. I yeah. was just like, ah, oh God, I don't want to watch this guy die. I, uh, I'm, I've always been, I've always found getting stuck in a chimney or stuck anywhere claustrophobic kind of creepy. Yeah. Like, and even that scene in the Grinch when he's going down the chimney and he gets stuck with his feet up in the air. I mean, I know he gets out, but even that scene just always gives Ooh. me anxiety. Like I would hate to be, and you know, and it's it probably is from a deep seated root of watching Gremlins. At I a was young age. just gonna say that that is like the most disturbing I Christmas swear to story. God, that Gremlin story from her that was the that was supposed to be comedic. <laughs> oh, it wasn't supposed to be comedic. Yeah, that was that was a that was a like they thought that was a joke. No way. Yeah. Fuck off. And the second one, they even make fun of it. In the second one, when they're like, it was, it was President's Day. And my grandfather was dressed as Abraham Lincoln or whatever the fuck that story was. <laughs> and then they just cut her off. And they're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, Gremlins 2 is a Looney Tune. So that makes God, sense. I don't so think that was played for jokes in the first one. She was, she was giving her sad why she... She was. What's wrong with you, monster? I, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> but oh my god, can you just imagine getting stuck in a chimney like that? And no. So this is a little less terrifying because his head's at least out of the chimney. He can call for help. But just like... He can call for help after killing four people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he does get stuck in the chimney at waste. And, uh, you know, so he has to resort back to normal man measures. Yes. And finally gets himself unstuck from the chimney and goes back down. Goes into Frank's house. This is kind of weird, too. He breaks too. in through the basement instead. Yeah. This is kind of odd, too, though, for his character. Because I kind of mm-hmm. feel like, yeah, Frank's a douchebag. But he also has two kids. So it's like, yeah, you're kind of getting your revenge at this douche. But you're totally taken. I don't think. I, I feel like he can't see that. He can't see that? Yeah, I think he's too black and white at this point. I think everything is just good and bad. and So yeah. it's like, well, the kids are fine because they, they got presents. I almost always wish this scene like he didn't have kids. So it was like... I can see that. Yep. But he does. I mean, it is it is much more depressing because the wife screams and the children scream. And yeah. it's like, oh boy, that's, well, that's the end of Christmas for like, you well, guys. Well, yeah, that's, that's their Christmas nightmare forever. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, so yeah, he that's breaks That's their in, gremlins moment. Yep. He breaks into Frank's house and uh, sees Frank sleeping and says, uh, oh shit, what does he say? I don't remember. Something. And then he tries to, sm- and then he smothers. It's something probably about not. It's, it's something knows, about Frank not being a kid anymore at Christmas. And also, like, but you're not a kid anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He says something I can't remember the line. But then he he proceeds to smother Frank with the bag of presents, which. Yeah, I think I think what he was alluding to, maybe I'm crazy, where he was like, you know, I would normally give you the bad gift or whatever, but you're not a kid anymore. Oh, so yep. So the only option is to smother you to death yep. with this thing. But smothering somebody with a bag of lumpy presents doesn't work. Doesn't out work. That great. It turns out, and it also kind of bothers me in this scene too that the wife. It, like, how heavy of a sleeper is she? Like Frank is just kicking, the whole bed shaking, <laughs> the whole bag of toys is rattling, and she's just. <laughs> that's me. That's that would you. <laughs> that would be me. Um, I I can tell you that we've had our house broken into. There was a man in our room stealing shit. Oh my gosh! In our house, and Michelle woke up and was like, there's a man in the room and shook me and I slept through it. Oh, husband of the year award there. I can't <laughs> help the fact that I was asleep. <laughs> of course, my wife being a fucking psychopath, put her clothes on and ran down the road and chased after him and was like, motherfucker, give me our shit back. Holy shit. Because <laughs> my wife is kind of amazing and... <laughs> Also, I'll say. Also, uh, a little on the little on the crazy side sometimes when you uh, cross her. So, so uh, don't, don't 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 fuck with Michelle. Don't steal some shit from a cool bookstore. Don't fuck with <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also fun fact. I also saw her knock out a skinhead once. Oh, yep. We were playing a show. That's with, doing like her good deed for the day. I mean, I think it might have been a sharpie skinhead. I don't know if it was like a, no. a bad guy skinhead. Either way, he was slam dancing too hard at this show. And like kept slamming into Michelle, and she was like, "This motherfucker, what is he doing?" And she kept like looking at me, and I was like, "I don't know what to tell you." And then he came back one last time. She put her hand out, caught him under the under the chin, lifted him up off the ground. He landed flat on his back, and he was like, shook for a minute, got up, and he was like, "I'm so sorry," (laughs) and then moved somewhere else. True story. Insane. I believe the band Colostomy was playing with Eggbot at, some, okay. at uh, the better end. That's where we were at. Insane. <laughs> so again, <laughs> don't fuck with Michelle. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So where are, we, where are we at here? 
Uh, oh, is this? Uh, oh, right. He he goes to smother him with the the package. It doesn't work so well. So eventually, he grabs a star <laughs> off the Christmas tree in his bedroom because that's where people keep Christmas trees. For a guy that hates Christmas, he's got Christmas trees in every fucking room. Yeah. I do have a Facebook friend that's like that. They have like seven trees in their house. Aww. And that's like always been tradition in their family. They that's go. kind of awesome. Yeah. So Frank Frank also holds that tradition. Uh, so yes, yeah, so Santa grabs that star off the top of the tree and slices Frank's throat, to which he lands on his wife, finally waking her up. <laughs> oh boy. Yep. She finally wakes up. She screams, and then he goes, "Oh boy!" Oh and shit! Like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> runs out the door. It's totally Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. I can't do that sound effect. Oh, you know what I mean? The, like the, the, like, the bongos. Yeah, the bongos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's exactly what was happening there, uh, and he gets out and runs away. And so it's he. He falls asleep in his van. Is that what goes on? He goes, I think he pulls yeah. up outside his brother's house. Yep. And then falls asleep in his van in a pile of plush toys. Yes. He wakes up and he's surrounded by stuffed animals. And he goes in, like rings the bell and goes and talks to his brother. Mm-hmm. So now it's Christmas Day at Harry's brother's house. And his brother is watching a report about a killer Santa. And his wife is like, talk to me about stuff. He's like, quiet. Because he knows it's Harry, and like mm-hmm. in his, yeah. in his heart, he knows this he is this clearly out. Harry that's doing this. That's why he disappeared. Um, and there's a guy doing the report who is the most magical-looking human being I've ever seen in my life. If I've ever seen anybody who looked like a stage illusionist, <laughs> if you could like look at someone and go, "You do magic for a living," they, they actually <laughs> that guy. That guy was actually um, hired to be a parody of Geraldo Rivera. That's fucking who, hilarious. Who wasn't a nationwide celebrity at the time. Like, who was just an East Coast kind of... Good. And I guess Geraldo changed his name uh, to make him sound more Latin. So that's why they gave this reporter, like, Ricardo. Oh my like, God, like, that's funny. Yeah, just a, not important to the plot by any means. Just a, just a little tidbit of fun. Yes, and he also looks like John... A stocking stuffer of a fun fact. <laughs> he looks like John Oates if he took up magic. Yes. Uh, okay, and so... <laughs> we also cut to a Santa lineup at the police station. That's here, great. Which is pretty fun. Yep. And they're just <laughs> like step up, say the line, Merry Christmas. <laughs> nope. I like I like the fact that they they do uh keep cutting back to the cops with the investigation of trying to pinpoint the Santa. Mm-hmm. But they never spend very long on it, which I which I'm fortunate for. Like Yeah. There's they're just kind of quick snippets that, that just let you know like yeah. Yep. Police are looking for oh yeah, yeah, but they don't have any like I can't name a cop. They right. don't go to the cop. They yeah, don't. Yeah. They spend any time talking There's about no things. Theoring. There's no police procedural bullshit whatsoever, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Um. So actually, I was wrong. He's he's pulled up outside the toy factory. He's in the back alley of the toy factory. That's right. right here. Yeah, That's where say, he wakes yeah, up. He didn't see his brother till the very very right. End. And so he gets out of the van, goes into the toy factory, and sits behind his desk, and he's just kind of like hanging out there. Then he decides to call his brother. So he calls Harry here, and he sounds like a very typical suicidal person. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, I, you know, I figured it out now. I figured out the tune that I need to play. You know, the one that they all dance to. Mm-hmm. I have to go now. I won't be, a, I won't be a burden any longer. You know, I have to go play this tune. And then he hangs, hangs up. up. On him. And then he goes into the factory and he climbs up. Uh, he starts all the conveyor belts moving. And then so he, cool! What a great scene! Yeah, and then oh he and then God. he climbs up a ladder and he just overlooks the toy factory with the conveyor belts just spilling toys on the ground, 
And uh, it's kind of unclear. Like, I, I kind of feel like he's being Santa, overlooking yes. his oh, workshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feeling that, too? Oh, absolutely. Yep. That's and I him. feel like he's just, in his mind, there's elves everywhere. Yep. Making things. Absolutely agree. That but is... in reality, there's just conveyor belts moving, spilling toys and breaking them all over the floor. Yeah. Yep. And also, I don't know what kind of great union those guys have, but apparently the machine makes all those toys complete. So why even bother? Because the... <laughs> Like all the guys on the assembly line, what are they even doing? Because all the things that are spilling on the floor are all no, complete. No, they're snapping things together. They snap the lightning bolt into the soldier, and they snap the motorcyclist rider but on top they, of the motorcycle. But when he's like, when he turns them all on, isn't he just standing? Oh, they're there? already all they're done. all complete yeah. as they fall on the ground. So it's like, oh, I would just activate that thing in the machine where <laughs> it makes them for you. Uh, okay, I think they're just left over from the end of the day. There you go. <laughs> Uh, oh man, holy shit! God, I, I mean, there are so many like scenes in this movie that are beautiful and just mm-hmm. so well done that I we just keep saying it over and over again. But it's true. This next scene, probably my favorite in the movie, where he follows the light up blow molds. Mm-hmm. Like there's just all of those Santa oh, Claus blow all molds over the street. Yeah, l- like lighting his path as though he has his predestiny awaits him after he's like, I already know what I have to do. And then there are these things that are guiding him towards wherever he's going. Yep. Holy shit. It's so powerful and just, Oh God, just knocks it out of the park. Well, he walks up that street too, after he gets his van stuck. Remember? Yes. That's that's clutch. Uh, He gets his sleigh stuck in the snow. (laughs) So then he starts walking and he encounters a group of children. Oh, and this scene's awesome. And they're all psyched to see Santa. And he starts, you know, he wants to give them presents. Yep. Then the kids' parents walk around the corner and see. They're like, oh boy. Oh shit. There's an APB out for a killer Santa. Yeah, and I think we just found him. Yep. <laughs> and one of the guys, one, uh, so the. Because so, he's also, also at this point, not only does he have a very specific Santa dirty. look, he's got like dirt under his eyes. Oh, yeah. and he's like, he looks a little crazed. He must have blood on that suit. One of the yeah. guys says that. Just look at the fur on that suit. Like, yep. you know, we can't really see it, but I'm sure they did. Um, so the so the kids though uh, he starts passing out and I love I love what he looks like when he's doing this because he's he's just staring at the parents he's, yeah intently like eyes of death staring at the parents while giving out toys to the kids it, around in the group until one of the dads just again like classic Twilight Zone one character or like Night of the Living Dead the basement guy like yeah. one guy always <clears throat> takes it too fucking far and like, pulls out a switchblade <laughs> and it's just like man this could have just obviously this guy's a killer bad guy and obviously you're protective for your kids but if you just fucked off and did nothing like those kids would just have presents he would have walked everything would have been yep but he doesn't um the kids all band together and try to oh and it's boy. so cool they all they all form a wall in front of santa be to like, protect santa from dad and the kids are which against again their kind parents. of kind of shows what kind of an abusive douche the dad is where she's like she instantly knows that dad wants to hurt this person yep. it's like oh you beat everybody so i know you're gonna beat santa so i'm not gonna let you this time this is where i draw the fucking line yep. so it becomes kids versus parents yep protecting santa claus eventually it doesn't work out Switchblade doofus pulls up and they get into a tussle and Santa, I'm not sure if he cuts oh, him or not. Oh, the, oh, the, uh, well, what happens blade. is that, uh, the little girl comes over his daughter. Oh, that's right. Runs it, over and grabs his leg and is like, no, 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 don't hurt. Don't hurt Santa. Yep. And he's like, get her off of me. Like tries to get one of the other parents to get her off. And then they come over to grab her and he drops the knife 
Santa little little girl grabs the yes, knife. Yes, that's right. And runs it over to Santa. <laughs> and he has the knife in his and hand. And then we now. get that awesome shot of Santa holding the switchblade up <sighs> against his face. And so he kind of barges through to get away. And it's not totally clear if he ends up stabbing him in the altercation or yeah, not. But the switchblade falls on the ground. It looks pretty clear that and he then, does stab the And guy. then one woman stabs Santa in the face with her with brooch her, pin. Like a, yeah, like a hat pin yeah, or something. Yeah, so, so Santa's just got this like prick of blood on his cheek for the rest of the movie. That's a nice little detail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he does get away. And then the movie kind of swarms into like really surreal territory here where <laughs> it is just your absolute cliched angry mob. They start busting it's out torches. Straight up Straight Frankenstein. up Frankenstein. Uh, the mob starts lighting up torches. <laughs> you know, those like pre-made torches that everybody in Queens has in their house <laughs> just in case they where need to form a lynch mob. Come from? It's like, come on. <laughs> but I love it. I mean, it's such a, it's such a surreal, bizarre moment. Because yep. obviously nobody's gonna have this fucking because they are like legit like beater. Oh, they're ready to go. Like they're ready oh, yeah. to go. Just oh yeah. Let me wait. Let me get down to the basement. We got another one of these situations yeah. <laughs> where we're gonna need to torch somebody in the street. These aren't just like leftover tiki torches no, no, from no. summertime. They're no. <laughs> straight up. <laughs> this is a this real is a lynch legit. mob torches. Yeah. And uh, so an angry mob forms and starts <laughs> chasing Santa Claus through the street. Uh, and it's great. It's shot so well. Um. <laughs> We see that street. Uh, Santa ends up hiding from them, and it's just a really great shot chase scene. Really good. He gets away and gets to his van, and then they're still chasing him. His van is stuck, but he manages through the power of magic and Christmas mm-hmm. to get his van unstuck. Rudolph pulls really hard. Really hard. <clears throat> and he dry- he gets away from the mob, and he ends up going to his brother's house. To Harry's house. Yeah. No, he's. Oh, I mean, Harry goes to his brother's house. Yeah, yeah sorry. To uh, Phil's house. Sure. <laughs> so he goes to his brother's house there and knocks on the door and then his brother comes down and it's this really tense scene where his brother's pissed off. His brother already knows what's up. His brother knows he's a killer Santa. This yep. is just straight up confirming it and what are you doing at my house and why are you such a failure and why are you ruining Christmas for everybody? And, and the, his brother just lets fucking go. And, and the little kids are on the stairs and he's like, get them out of here and... Somehow the wife still doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're being mean to Harry again. Yeah. <laughs> what, did he kill four or five people? Yeah. Whatever. Come on. Only four. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So his brother ends up unloading on him and, yeah. and killing him. And eventually he just puts his hands around his neck and just starts throttling him. Yeah. Like years of rage, of pent up rage. Yep. Just strangling his brother until he's unconscious. We assume he's dead. Yeah, we find out later that he's just unconscious. <laughs> yeah. But for all intents and purposes right now, he is dead. And yeah. his brother just kind of has that also face of like, oh, fuck, I just fucked up. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. This sure does run in the family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he does not try CPR or anything either. He's just in like, fact, he tries to get rid of the body is his first like. I don't he, know what his plan was here. He, he just takes, picked him up and he dragged him and puts him back in his van. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the reason that we see him doing push-ups is so that we can appreciate that oh that he's strong that he's strong enough to a kill him and b prop a human like 150 pound man into a (laughs) to be fair he can't and you do kind of catch santa helping himself into that van at the end (laughs) there's a little bit of that yep uh but yeah so now his brother's outside of the van santa's sitting in the van he starts waking up and he just like Totally sucker punches his brother. <laughs> like, absolutely. From the van window. Played for comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, a fantastic, hilarious moment. Mm-hmm. And hits the gas. Yep. 
and takes off. And his brother's chasing after him, and then he sees the mob again, and the mob's chasing after him. So he Queens is smaller than I remember it. Yeah. So he cuts to the right, blows through a fence, and drives off a cliff. Drives off a bridge? It's like a embankment. Yeah, something. Like a big ditch. Yeah, and so and then we start hearing those sleigh bells. And we do hear an explosion. Yes. So and then this is where I love this ending so much. And you can call it surreal and stupid. It makes no sense. But to me, it's just absolutely perfect. Me too. He, he drives off this ledge into a ditch. You just hear an explosion off screen. His brother's yep. running after him. The mob's rushing after him. But then the next cut you see, he's back in the air. The van is literally flying. We're yep. hearing the sleigh bells. And he shoots off into the sky. And uh, with the uh, little Christmas rhyme there. Yep. Twelve good night. Yep. And that's the end of the movie. He... he Flies off. He flies off. In his mind, as he's dying, he is flying off mm-hmm. like Santa would, because yep. that's where his brain is at, and those are his last moments. In reality, his, he probably his, blew up in a fireball. Yeah, his yep. Jacob's Ladder moment, his, mm-hmm. like, whatever you want to call it. It's like he's he's dying, but he's seeing himself flying off, which mm-hmm. is, oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. It's so goddamn good. But there's no other way that you could end this. Like, what? What is he? What is he? What is the other option? Somebody shoots him. Boring. Right. Exactly. He gets arrested and he gets a jail. Boring. Like, right. This is like the absolute pinnacle there, of an ending. Where there's he, nothing that could have been better Santa. than this. Yeah. It's yeah. He, he gets, is Santa. He's obviously not real Santa. You because he was but in a, his head. He is the Santa Claus. Yeah, and he's a character that you care about. Like you feel compassion for him, mm-hmm. so you kind of want him to have a happy ending. And this is his happy ending. Like. He's no longer a threat to anyone, so he's he's dead, so he's no longer a threat. So everybody else gets a vaguely happy ending. And he gets Except Frank's kids. <laughs> Frank's kids. There's no way around Frank's kids. They are not gonna have good Christmases from now on. I would actually suggest that family go Jewish. You know, like that mo- might be a way around it where they can be like, Hanukkah. We're doing Hanukkah now. This is this is our thing. And uh, Lewis Jackson comes back to direct Hanukkah evil. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> That's the worst. Another interesting fact, though, is this is the director's last movie. What a bummer. I mean, how do you end? Uh, I was watching. He did an interview with Chad Farron from Troma where he was saying that he was working on a. This was an interview back from, I think, maybe the mid 90s. And he was just like, yeah, I'm working on a movie right now called Deceit. Uh, you'll see that in the theaters. Hopefully they don't change the name on me. But right now the movie's called Deceit. It's going to be great. There's no credit for Deceit. That never happened. This is the director's final credit. I don't wow. know what the hell he's been doing for the past 40 years or how you show this much promise and make this great of a movie with on with scratch, with nothing, next to nothing for monies. Eesh. It's, it, the, I think the world is just not ready for this movie at the time. It's possible. I mean, it is... It, it. It's too good. For, it's too good to be a shitty movie, and it's too shitty to be a good movie. And and it's, I it's, don't. It's too good to too be crazy too, to be a. It's too legitimately good to be a drive-in horror movie, right? And it's too too drive-in, right. too drive-in to be a legitimate yeah, good that's, movie. That's what I mean. It's it too much. This bizarro line. Yeah, it's it is. And as I say, it is a feel-good movie. Like it makes me happy. Yeah. Like, it's an interesting. It makes me thing. happy like a normal Christmas movie would, despite it having a body count. <laughs> and there's no other movie like that that I can think of in my mind that does that for me. Like, does Elf have a body count? <laughs> Elves or Elf? <laughs> Elves, actually. There you Elves. go. Oh man, the sequel to Elf. <laughs> <laughs> I was so disappointed when I found out that that wasn't the sequel. That Elf wasn't the sequel to Elves. It wasn't a prequel. <laughs> Nothing. 
Nothing about that big rubber elf. Yeah, man. Great Repo Man ending flies away. Do you think that uh, Repo Man was uh, inspired? Uh, very possible. I would, yeah, it does I would have imagine. the same similar ending. It's got the car flying off. Yep. Um, damn. Damn, I'm so glad that you made me watch this. Yeah, well, you like, actually suggested it. It's it's funny because I, I just saw do, that it was there. I wanted I to like, do Day of the Beast. Right. And somebody I somebody doesn't own a VCR. Well, I it's not streaming. I, I do own a VCR, but it's one of those stupid ones that literally if you don't have the right remote control, like a universal oh, doesn't you can't get off the menu screen. It doesn't flip it back and forth. Stupid. It's the goddamned worst. So it currently is absolutely useless. It's basically sitting in the closet at work waiting for me to find the exact remote. Remotes are cheap. Search the model number on eBay. I tried. I tried. Oh, really? There was another similar model for $80 for the remote for this thing. Yeah, I bought it from some rich person's yard sale for a buck, and I was okay. like, this is going to be great. I'll huh. replace my thing with this. Nope, doesn't work. Oh, well. Anyway. So that's Christmas Evil. Uh, yeah, again, I wanted to do Day of the Beast, which is another fantastic movie that um, could be argued like Die Hard, where it takes place on Christmas Eve, but yeah. it is not a... Christmas movie like you could have no Christmas in that movie and it's still fine it's true yeah but Day of the Beast is fantastic so check that out too and if you like the humming that you heard at the beginning of this episode <laughs> uh, you should check out my band Smear Dog and the Donut we have uh, seven albums full uh, seven volumes of Hum for the Holidays in which we um, hum <clears throat> your favorite holiday tunes and it's a lot of fun and they're on the band camp for free search uh, Smear Dog and the Donut <laughs> I can't wait uh I will play that one day at the store for an entire day. I'd, I'd love you to. Awesome. <laughs> uh, this is great. Uh, thank you guys so much, and uh, we will see you next week. Ho, ho, ho. Faces. <laughs> 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 <laughs>